you just thought you were going to be like that forever? Or? Forever. So you were just skin and bone? Just bone. Absolutely bone. And you were in pain constantly? Constantly. And you had to be in a wheelchair? In a wheelchair. And your, and your limbs began to contort? Lay aside the weight of doubt. Lay aside the condemnation and the guilt of sin and run with supernatural patience the race that is set before you looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of your faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and is set down Welcome to Miracles Today, and I have as my special guest an incredibly wonderful woman. Idel, thank you so much, darling, for coming nice and being be with here. me today. I want to go straight to your miracle, because yes. basically it's just mind-blowing. Yes, yes. Talk to me about the whole California thing, coming here, what happened, the whole deal. Well, number one was that uh, I had my own business as a caterer. Yes. And um, as working... I didn't understand about God yet. So the devil tried to kill me after six years of being in the business. Mm. Um, I couldn't walk or eat or do anything for myself. Yes. And at that particular time, I didn't have insurance to take care of myself. Yes. But I remember one day laying on the couch. Uh, I couldn't do anything. And I don't know, something happened. And I cried out to God. I said, am I going to become a homeless? That's what I asked him. And right away, instant, he says, go home. And I said, oh, go home. Pensacola is my home. So I, it's pretty hard. No, it's okay. Yeah. When you were in California, what was your weight? You, well, you at had... that time, I was 160. Right. Um, when I got ill, I went down to 129. Right. Um, after I called home here to come home, my aunt told me to come home, so I did. And I came in a wheelchair on the airplane. Mm -hmm. They had to pick me up from the um, first class, put me on the wheelchair to bring me. So I couldn't walk or eat. Did the doctors tell you what you had? When I was in California, they could never figure out what I had. Okay. For the past, um, it was in May that it happened. And I came uh, to Pensacola in November the 9th of November. Were you in pain? or I was in pain all the time. Uh, couldn't hardly walk. I couldn't do anything. I didn't want no food. You're in no a wheelchair. You, in a wheelchair. You can't eat. Mm -mm. And what happened, um, after I got here, my relative um, said that, uh, well, you're going to have to go to this particular clinic because you have no insurance. Right. So I, they had already rushed me to Sacred Heart, I don't know how many times, because... Whatever I had is like a heart attack. And every time I would go, I didn't have a heart attack. It was something else, and they still couldn't figure it out. So finally, I did end up in the hospital because God began to move at the time that the doctor at Sacred Heart said, bring her back. And my relative said, no, she don't have no insurance. You don't need to go. The day that I got ready to go to the clinic is when Sacred Heart called me, the nurse called, and said, why aren't you here? I said, well, I can't come because I have no insurance. She says, you get here. I don't care what happened. You get here. 
And I didn't know about God, but I knew at that time. Now I know God was moving. Yeah. So I stayed in the hospital for at least about two months. They still didn't figure out what it is. Until today, if you call Sacred Heart, they, would not, they still cannot tell you what I had. I had it so bad till my hand would fold back. Yes. Would fold back yes. on me. Yes. Um, then later I couldn't eat. They put a tube in my stomach so they could feed me insure. Right. Okay. After that, I went into a nursing home for eight months. Mm. I was in a nursing home for eight solid months. Mm. And finally my cousin got a nice little house for me. You know, because she was tired of the nursing home mistreating me because there's abuse in the nursing home. Yeah. I did not know that, but it is. Yeah. Um, she had a nice house for me, and she hired someone to take care of me, but the nurses would come and, you know, give me my bath and everything, you know. So you just thought you were going to be like that forever? Or? Forever. You know, I couldn't walk. Uh, you know, you had to bathe me, comb my hair, and, and that's not me. I, I just couldn't take that. You know, How but, long were you like that, Miss Idell? I was like that from 1995 up until all to, almost to 97, almost two years. Two years. Two years. And um, I was when, when I came out of the nursing home, I was a 107, 107. When I was in the hospital, I was 98. 98 pounds. 98 pounds. So you were just skin and bone. Just bone. Absolutely bone. And you weren't eating real food. No food. Just drank it in short. That's all I could have. And you were in pain constantly. Constantly. And you had to be in a wheelchair. In a wheelchair. And your and your limbs began to contort. Yeah, especially my hand. You know, um, couldn't couldn't swallow anything. Couldn't nothing. You know, everything had to go in the tube. So when the nurse came, they put all the uh, the medication had to be crushed. And the insurance has to go in. That's the only way you could give me food to keep me alive. Were you on a lot of pain medication? Yes, I was. And a lot of when I was in the hospital, a lot of nurses did not want to wait on me because they had to crush every pill. Every pill had to be crushed in order to go into the tube with the water, you know, and with the food. That's, they really did, didn't want to wait on me because they had to crush it. And, um, but later on, after the, the tube was removed from me in 90. Before, just before 97, well, the end of 96 in December, um, what happened was that I'm not supposed to go out. I began to get my strength to shuffle my feet. That yeah. means shuffle. I couldn't yeah. walk. I could shuffle my feet. Yeah. The nurse would come every day to give me my bath and feed me. Well, this particular day, I don't know what happened. I have no clue. But I've been in the house all that time. And I grabbed the newspaper and was reading about Kmart. Well, I'm new in Pensacola because I've been away for like 36 years. I've been away from him, so I don't know the city. So I decided to get my walking cane and push myself to the bus stop, which I did. I caught the bus, and I told the lady, I said, I'd like to go to Kmart. Where is this? She said, don't worry about it. Just sit on the bus. So they helped me off the bus and out, you know, into the next bus. I went to Kmart. And I didn't have to buy anything. I had nothing to buy. You really had no idea why you why, why I'm going to Kmart. So I went in and I just, you know, bought a couple of things. Yeah. And I had this cart. And I prayed. I said, Lord, I got to go all the way from here on 9th, which is airport, over to Cordova Mall. How am I going to make it with this cart? Yeah. And will the people get upset with me if I use their cart? Right. So just as I said that, this particular young man came up. And he said, I have a flyer here. We're having a conference at Christian Face Center at that time. Right. And I told him, I said, 
I can't come. I'm brand new in town, and I have no transportation. He said, oh, I'll bring you. I said, I don't think so. He said, where are you going? I said, well, I'm going home. He said, good. Come on, I'm going to take you. Without knowing, he helped me into his van, brought me home. And he's a stranger. And I'm like to myself, what am I in this car with this stranger? Yes. But he brought me home. Yes. And when he brought me home, he helped me, you know, in my house. And he said, I want to pray for you. I said, oh, no. I was so religious. I said, no. I don't need prayer. He says, I'm going to pray. Let me pray. You Please. said, I don't need prayer. I don't need prayer. <laughs> because see, I was born up as a Catholic. You didn't so. think prayer was going to do any mm -hmm. good. I no. said, no, I don't no, need no prayer. prayer. Mm -hmm. Don't pray for me. No. So. <laughs> well, well Miss Seidel, can I ask you to do something for yes. me? There are millions of people watching right now, and can you... Tell them what International Miracle Institute has done for you. I couldn't stay away. It was, I guess the Holy Ghost, God was working with me. Yeah. Because he told me to come here, so right. here I am. Right. So this particular night was a Friday night. God called people up to the altar. Yeah, yeah. And when he brought me up, he said, what's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. I said, Doc, I really don't know. You know, I can't hardly walk. You know, my knees, and stuff. I can't walk. I can't raise. At that time, I couldn't raise You couldn't my raise arm. your hands, right. Nothing like right. that. And, um. At that time, we did have a gentleman that was a doctor that's there, and he asked him to come up to feel my neck. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. all stiff on your board. Yeah. And he said, do you believe, Doc said, do you believe that Jesus Christ can heal you? Yeah. Before I could think and say, well, maybe so. I said, yes. That's exactly it came out. Yes. Yes. And that was the night I got my miracle. Uh, he had my arms up in the air and lay hands on my, <laughs> he laid hands on my knees and after that, I don't know if I ran around the church. I had no idea. But I know that when I got home, I was different. I mean, of course, you got your miracle. <laughs> but let's talk, let's talk about what it did for you. What did, what did the National Medical Institute do for you? It did a lot for me. Yeah. Um, when I first, um, when he first said, you're going to have the school, I said to myself, I don't have the money. And I stayed there for a couple more months, and then I heard the Holy Ghost say, go. And when I went... I received the word. I mean, Doc had taught me to walk by faith. I believe that things are happening in my life that is unbelievable because, because he, I and I have taught me so much how to walk by faith. No matter what the circumstance is, I walk by faith. If I'm out of a job, I just, okay, God, I know you will give me a job. I go and do the action because if you believe in God and believe his word, his word is true. It will never leave this world. His word is the main source. If you stand on his word, that's it. That's, that's the bottom line. He will do. It may not come today, but it shall come in the past if you believe in Jesus because he is the one. And Jesus is not a liar. His word is the true word. And I'm a believer. I have faith in God all the way. Well, Miss Idell, I am so thankful for this wonderful miracle testimony and Thank you sharing you. your heart with us and sharing your great story with us and we're going to go right now and doc is teaching okay. we're going to go into a teaching session and hear more about miracles and god's performance and we're going to go to god's prophet of performance dr christian harfouche okay yes. okay, okay. <laughs> You're going into glory with the greatest testimony.
Now let me give you a scripture on it. Sit down for a minute if you can. I'm going fast only because I can't go slow. The Holy Ghost is tailgating me. And I don't want to get rear-ended. She bogadilamakalist. See, we go to the 11th chapter of Hebrews, we read about the hall of faith, all these mighty men, everything they did. Huh? We read about what they did. We even read about somebody who didn't even die. Enoch translated. We read about, we read about these people that did stuff that you've never done yet. We read about people spend the night with lions. We read about people who walked around in furnaces. We read about people that turned armies to flight. We read about people that did the impossible and then we hear the Holy Ghost through the writer say we're running out of space in this 11th chapter. We can't talk about this one, this one, this one, this one, and this one. So we got to wrap up this 11th chapter up these all died in faith having not received the promise God reserving something better for us that they without us should not be made perfect seeing then we are encamped about with so great a cloud of witnesses that tells me this God says he says Christian he said watch this Moses is watching you Joshua is watching you Samuel is watching you David is watching you Enoch is watching you they did what they did But they know I've reserved something better for you. And without you, they can't be made perfect. So now see that you're encamped about with these heavenly witnesses. Lay aside the weight of doubt. Lay aside the condemnation and the guilt of sin. And run with supernatural patience the race that is set before you. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. And he said this, and they shall all be taught of God. Remember that? 
They shall all be taught of God. This generation will be taught and is being taught by God. You can't be taught by God and not know God. You can't be taught by a teacher and not recognize the teacher when you see him. You can't, you can't go to school, attend your teacher's class, and not know the teacher's name. So if you're taught of God, you're going to know God. If you're going to know God, you're going to be strong. And do. To every one of us is grace given. Now in Colossians chapter 1. Feel the glory. Colossians 1. Now, now, Sunday morning I told you we, had, we got the foreword. Right now we got the introduction almost. I hope you can hang on. See, because listen, for many years, many years, the people of God subconsciously expected the same old, same old. Even, even those that expected the same old, same old in a positive way would sing, do it again, Lord. Do it again. Do what you did before. He's going to do more than he's ever done. He's, he's going to start with doing what he's done before. But greater works than these shall you do. with Dr. Christian Harfouche and we were just discussing that um, amazing story um, about Idell. Mm -hmm. and, and you remember when Idell came into one of our meetings and she was under 100 pounds yes. and the doctors had given up on her. They didn't know what was wrong with her and I mean she, she normally weighed 179 pounds Yes, and they had to crush up her food and put it in a tube. She came in, her hands were turned inward and she didn't believe anything. She said that she, she was totally skeptical, but that you called her up on the platform. You laid hands on her in the name of Jesus and she received an instant miracle. Now, I want to ask you a question, Christian. Can every believer lay hands on the sick and see them healed? Yes, uh, Robin, every believer can. Uh, every believer should. Every believer uh, has a, a responsibility and an opportunity given to us by God to answer uh, the call to be a light in the world and answer what we know to be the Great Commission. 
uh, as a child of God, regardless of our vocation in life, whether we are ministry gifts, pastors or whatever, or whether we are business people or uh, lay people, uh, we have an anointing and we have authority as a believer given to us and entrusted to us uh, by God so that we can better minister to others. What's awesome is that although Adele came skeptical, yet the atmosphere of agreement and the power of the word preached imparted faith. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It, it, it enabled God to minister on her behalf. And uh, there are times when it's the faith of the minister, the working of miracles or gifts of healings, or there is a gift in operation. But these equipment, uh, these uh, uh, endowments that God has given to us are given to us to supply the word with proof and evidence. And uh, when there's someone dying, they don't need three years of, of, of um, sympathy. They need an encounter with power. And that's why believers have an, an opportunity uh, first to understand what it is that God has in store for you. If I don't know if it's God's will for me to be healthy, if it's God's will for me to be prosperous, if it's God's will for me to be happy, if I don't know His promises, His word on a particular uh, area of life, I'm going to have a hard time ministering with any power and any con conviction to others. However, if I know that I know what God's will is for me, then when a symptom uh, of contradiction tries to come my way, I will not only resist it knowing that it's coming from the enemy, but I will also succeed in receiving the will of God for my life, which will put me in a momentum of, of uh, joy and victory, where now I'm looking for the opportunity when someone says, um, uh, you, look, I went to the doctor, I got a bad report, or I'm in, I've, I've, I've been laid off and I'm in a, a dire need for another job, or uh, I've been through uh, a bad experience in my life and I'm contemplating suicide. If I am living in victory as a believer, I'll be ready to minister to others. And this is the key uh, that God is releasing for this end time generation. And you are part of that generation. You are not a prisoner on planet earth. Neither are you someone who is waiting for eternity to understand it better. God has revealed certain things to you in order to make you an ambassador. There's much more for you to comprehend and understand. And the Word of God will bring it into your life, impart to your spirit, man, the power necessary for you to not only walk in it, but administer it to others. And then you will live life as an ambassador, getting the help of God in every arena of your life, spirit, soul, and body, as well as in your finances. And you'll be able to minister it to others. Well, you know, I was thinking as you were um, talking right there, there's such a tremendous difference between sympathy, which is a human uh, uh, reaction yes. or emotion, and compassion, yes. which is a godly uh, reaction that comes from God. Compassion yes. will move 
you into ministering to a person and you will see a now manifestation. In International Medical Institute, you will learn the difference between sympathy or compassion. Yes. And God was moved with compassion when he saw the multitudes and there weren't enough laborers. And so that's why we're here. We're here to do what Jesus said in the word. Pray ye the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth more laborers. And right now you're a laborer in the harvest field, but you need to be equipped. You need to be armed with International Miracle Institute. So pick up that phone right now and call and become one of our 400,000 miracle workers. I'm urging you again, take that step. Pick up that phone and call and become one of our 400,000 miracle workers. And then join me again next time for more happy endings and new beginnings.